You are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. After the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. Last time on Soul Story. The fated Sans Rosa wake up on a chessboard no longer safely tucked into their beds. They heard a voice in the air coaxing them to oblivion, but managed to ignore Sasha's taunts. Turns out, he wasn't talking to them at all, but rather Rosa, who is seen blanketed by an oily fog. Jared is the first to succumb to the game, burning away to nothing. Al is taken next by being drowned in children's hands made out of a dark liquid. Felix the only one to be unaffected by Sasha's shenanigans is helped at the last minute by Delilah. Why would she help the good doctor? Who will be the first to talk about this odd shared dream? Listen, and you may just find out. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Bridge actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today I'm joined by... Moose, playing Felix. Spencer, playing Jared. Bam Bam, playing Albert Long. And I'm Alex. I'll be your fate master today. Let's see. I know I, I ended it somewhere where you guys were waking up, so I'm just going to kind of recap that. So, yes, we had Jared wake up, and it felt like he had a fever, but he doesn't have a fever. He's all hot but cold, and the whole thing wears off after he got consumed by black flames. Al, you woke up, and you felt like you were drowning, but when you kind of blink awake and get your air back... Everything's normal. Um, did you spit up black stuff? I think I made that a thing. That sounds like a thing I would have done. That yes. I think yeah, you did. So you, you you spat out some some black oily deliciousness, and then Felix, you woke up, which is weird because ghosts don't sleep? Question mark. Uh, so then Felix as well. When you wake up, I feel like you know when there's a presence in your house, right? Like you you know when your partner's home or your roommate or whomever is home. That that yeah, I'm like bitch. You here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that feeling isn't there right now. You feel completely alone in your apartment, which is weird because Rosa took your bed. Uh, oh yeah, that's a thing. I forgot that happened. Hey, mm-hmm. well, uh, the good doctor will go check on the icky black patient. You you pass through the doorway and do you see the bed neatly made? There is no Rosa. There is a note by the nightstand, however, on the nightstand. I hurriedly opened the note. It's it's not op- or like it's not an envelope. It's just literally a piece of paper, and written on it is in a really pretty quick handwriting too. Is went to see my family. I just will leave it at that. Went to see family, but the the path in which it's written is almost like she was panicked or in a rush. Okay. And if you feel like giving it an extra look, you may. Do I get to notice you, senpai? You sure do, buddy. 
Okay, I gotta I gotta pull up the thing first. Oh, which okay. one was the playing cards? I think it was this one. I hope you're ready. That's a uh, ten of crows. You've studied a lot of different things in your time. Trying to say I'm old? I'm not saying you're old. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that you can tell that mm -hmm. this was written with a left hand, not a right hand. <gasps> that shady bitch. You're trying to throw me off. No, does it? Interesting question. Mm -hmm. May I make a sorcery check to see if, now that I know it's written in a different hand than hers, to see if there's any traces of magic? Please do. Sweet. Sold. That is a rope can math. A 14 of rams. No magic here. Interesting. Felix will, you know, kind of furrow his brow, just, a, a, you know, giving it a, a moment to, to think. Um, noticing that this is written in the left hand, he knows Rose is right-handed. Seeing the visions from his dream last night, it all sounds like, feels hokey. Um, he'll pocket the note and go maybe think that Al or, you know, uh, Jared have seen her family, seeing as Felix has not. And he could maybe confer like, oh, does she actually have family here? Like, I know literally nothing about Rosa. Okay, also, first off, I love that Felix is kind of becoming, he's not a mailman, but boy, do you have a lot of notes. Do you keep them all I know, on he's you? just collecting everything. <laughs> he acts as a folder in his messenger bag for ominous notes. Is it labeled? Yes, it is. Next to uh, his prescription pad. I love it. Uh, Although I was really liking the imagery, too, of them just like, kind of being stuffed in pockets and just little pieces and corners sticking out. But that that's way too too messy. But I like the visual. <laughs> I know. He's not Nelly. He's Dr. Felix Hyde. Organized. Alphabetically, Organized. I bet. Maybe I'm just daydreaming. Yeah. Time to yeah. write it in the Bam Bam's personal smut fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Felix is all already dressed we we kind of addressed in the, the addressed his dressing <laughs> in the epilogue um he's wearing a much brighter suit um not quite as tall of a collar not really hiding as much because he's trying to be more open and friendly to the world that he hates so much so he's in his tan kind of i kind of think of it as like a safari uniform almost <laughs> he's trying I love it. <laughs> um, oh my god uh, <laughs> So he's going to go don his top hat, grab his messenger bag. Um, he'll make sure to stock up because I know he used some of his bandages and sutures for Rosa. So he'll restock up for what he has in his office just so I have some doctor supplies. And head to the brothel because that's where he at least knows Al will be. I don't know where Jared went, but it's a good, good assumption that they're together. Yeah, buddy. I mean, yeah, I mean, are. yes, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm going to say it's pretty early morning still. Six-ish, seven-ish. Okay. The, the city's still a little sleepy, but people are getting to work. Changing of guard is happening, and as you're walking down the street, you're not going to encounter anyone being too nosy about you as you head towards the Three Sisters. I feel less like blowing people up with ice daggers. So uh, you, you get there, the doors are open, but you can tell, like, maybe you got there just as soon as they unlocked it, and they give you that look of, we literally just opened. <laughs> can we not have five minutes? <laughs> I'm not lubricated yet. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I mean, if Stephanie Meyer can describe vampire sex, I'm pretty sure I can describe ghost sex. I mean, you could. I'd be really into that. 
but they're the wrong models for me, so. That's going to be what the, the one-on-one is going to be all about. It's just going to be Felix having ghost <laughs> sex, trying to replace his wife. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <shit. laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, but the floor is pretty empty. They're... Rowan's not even there right now. Yeah, Where'd that bitch at? Uh, probably sleeping. Bitch, get out here. Bitch. There's one girl out, but she's eating food. And she's not, like, done up yet. It's very much, like, early, early business. But at the same time, they, well, they gave you that look of, oh, my God, someone's here already. They also don't seem to confront you as a customer. And well, probably a good thing, because probably <laughs> I ain't paying. It's, it's, <laughs> for for everyone, for you guys to know, it's it's more that Rowan has basically talked to the girls. Not saying that you're off limits or anything, but you're, when you're here, you're likely not here for business. Got so it. they're they're willing to treat you just like one of their own instead of money. Okay. Um, then I'll, is there anyone who's not eating or, because I don't want to interrupt the gal eating, because that's rude. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say that there's probably a, a barkeep who is counting some guild script, trying to get money stuff ready for the day. Okay. I'll approach the barkeep. Is it a woman or a man? We'll say a woman. <clears throat> she is elderly woman, but very okay. uh, nimble still. She's able to count. Uh, well, her her knuckles are a little a little thick. She's still able to count the money easily. Her hair is cut short. It seems to be ease of keeping. And she actually wears gentleman's clothes. I'm going to approach the bar. Uh, pardon my intrusion, madam. I am looking for two compatriots of mine. Albert Long and Jared... I don't know his last name. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, you do. I guess you don't. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen young Al around. Hmm. Curious. We'll cut the we'll oh. pause there just real quick, and we can go to to Jer and Al because you guys all woke up about the same time. Okay. Radical. So I guess in theory we might have to strike all of that because it would have been thirty minutes for you to get there because that's canon. Rip, rip, zip, rip, 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 rip. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> it's the rewinds. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, I get it. Reverse. Oh, I bet it was. It was good. <laughs> so yeah you guys could have, could have been in your room for the half hour you guys could have come down gone back up you could just be down there you could go back to sleep i don't care just tell me what you're doing so how al would uh get up and like grab his things um after kind of contemplating what the fuck the dream was um he would also grab the cards thinking they had something to do with it and his <laughs> thought would be you know i need to find jared and I need to find Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? I know which room Jared's in, right? No, you weren't there. You you saw him be taken to a room, but you didn't see which room. Yeah, then I'd probably like go out and uh, probably sit at like the bar area because there's a bar in there, right? So at the bar, you know this bar matron. This bar matron. Uh, we'll call her. Her name's Hawk. But so, yes, Miss Hawk is there, and she's there with her short gray hair and her her nice... I, I would say she, like, wears almost a, a tuxedo-quality suit to work. And she stands tall, but there's definitely age is showing in her face, 
and she has the the like arthritis knuckles going on for her. And I'm gonna say you've been there long enough that she she pauses the the money counting and prepping the tell, and she goes and actually serves you your regular breakfast. I'm guessing a shot of whiskey, maybe some oatmeal. Yeah. Jared woke up in the epilogue. In the epilogue, Jared opened his window. Um, I think he was getting dressed. Uh, all of his wounds had been healed by magic. He was doing really okay. So um, I think he would leave his room rather than go back to sleep. Um, I think he's going to head down the steps. I think his intention is to go for a morning stroll. But as he realizes uh, that people are awake and he smells and sees breakfast going, I think Jared, in a surprise twist, is going to go and I think he is going to take a seat at the bar. What? Next, next, yup, next to Al. <sighs> hold on, hold on. And he's going to sit there for a moment without saying anything. And then, after a moment, he's going to look over and say, <clears throat> So, um, <clears throat> is the oatmeal here any good? Progress. <laughs> yep. Character development. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it, but Al totally would. <laughs> Fuck it up. Ruin it. Damn it. Uh, so Al would definitely kind of like, you know, look over at him, like, you know, give a quick, like, you know, uh, you know, up down look. Ah, who the hell are you? And what'd you do with Jer? Jared is going to sit there for another moment. And then I think he's going to, uh, brace his hand against the bar and start to stand back up <laughs> and then set himself back down. <clears throat> drum his fingers a bit and say I don't know and I think he's going to um I think he's going to reach for his collar and I think he's going to so nobody say anything you fucking jackasses <laughs> he's going to drag his uh his like collar down a little bit um to where some of his bite marks had been which are now only like lightly scarred and I think he's going to say just got better overnight I feel fine and then he's going to stop for a moment nod towards Al's bull again so the oatmeal yeah, uh, I, I mean yeah it's it, it's pretty good I guess yeah with that Jared is going to reach back uh, snatch his wallet, which has money in it. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and I think he's going to produce uh, however much vague currency he needs for a bowl of oatmeal. Hawk looks at you and shakes her head. No worries, darling. I'll be back in a moment. And she walks off to go fetch you oatmeal. And she does. Yeah, but did she, like, can I see her? Did she expressly say that she was getting me oatmeal? Or did she just say, hold on, and then leave? <laughs> she definitely just said, hold on, and leave. 
<laughs> cool, so Jared's like, gonna yeah. sit there for a moment with his wallet still in his hand. <laughs> um, and then look to Al. Um, oh, no. So, uh, y you know, uh, I am he's gonna look around a bit. <laughs> oh my god. Do, do you, uh, know any of the girls here? <laughs> oh my god, this is so terrible! So... I'm super into it! Oh my oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> Let the fan I just fiction think, I burn. I don't know if you guys know that, like, that meme of that, like, uh, that, that guy who's, like, standing there and he, like, looks at the camera sideways and does all the question marks. <laughs> but that is just Al's face right now. It's like, what? <laughs> you, you know, I, I... I stay here. You know I fucked all of them. <laughs> so, uh, Jared... Jared nods. Um, Riveting. Yep. So he he nods a bit and looks around. Yeah. No. I um. I think I think you mentioned that. Uh, and then he's going to. I think he's going to start drumming his hands against his thighs now. Oh God. Because. <laughs> No one gave him fucking oatmeal, so he's just kind of... At, at this point... <laughs> at this point, Hawk comes back with the oatmeal, and she even has a shot of whiskey for you. Seems to be the house special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't accept any money. Mm -hmm. And she goes back to preparing, finishing up last touches of getting the bar ready. Uh, Al, so when he gets his whiskey, Al, like, will, like, lift his to kind of, like, you know, for them to cling it and cheer it. And he'll be like, call this one the long breakfast. And then he'll wink. So Jared... <laughs> Jared is going to, um, immediately... Like, it's it's not even, like, a like a taste or, or a, like, an alcoholism thing. Just mechanically, he just throws the shot back because someone gave him a shot. Uh, so you drink it, naturally. Yeah. Yeah, so he just drinks it. Um, Does he cling? Like, is Al just sitting there? Like, did you just leave him hanging? No, he doesn't cling. He doesn't know what you're doing. Oh, you just left me hanging. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jared um, is going to reach for his bowl of oatmeal then. Look to Al. Oh, why Why do they call it that? Ah, uh, no reason. Now. <laughs> Why is this awful? <laughs> Felix, at this point, you come into the three sisters. And so you we see the, the bar matron. <laughs> God damn it. I was gonna oh no, why did, I, why did I name it that? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> at this point, you come into the three sisters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. I like where this is going. Go on. <laughs> Oh, I can never sit with a straight face now. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> oh, we have fun. So, you see the bar matron a little bit away from your friends at the bar. There's a girl eating breakfast off to the side. But everyone seems there, and although the air between the two 
is not tense, but man, did someone say a joke, and it did not go over well. Oh, well, Felix will uh, take note of the tension, not well, the lack of tension in the air, and go, "What the fuck is happening?" and move on with his life. <laughs> but he too will jovially question mark walk up to them and be like good morrow uh, comrades uh, good day to you it's like all three of you had a threesome and no one knows what to do now <laughs> oh god <laughs> don't give the fans any ideas <laughs> give them all the ideas Al will you know help been around i mentioned that oh god i don't know how like the actual setup of this place is would he be coming from behind us um okay so if the front door is there right uh imagine that it's more rectangular with the long side on east and west the bar is on the east side and i imagine it kind of has like a round corner as it goes north so it's like curved on the north end and then comes down towards south in a straight line. There's a fireplace on the east wall. There's some tables, some chairs, beat up, that kind of thing. And then uh, I think there's a set of stairs that go, that are also to the east wall, that go upwards. There's a little bit of a landing they can peer over. And then the rooms are on the, the far side of it. Rowan's room's down below on the first floor, and I think the rooms that are in on the, on the second floor is like a square almost. So, or it's not like, yeah, no, it's a square. So there's like two, three rooms when you first get to it. If you go around the corner, there's two, three more rooms, two, three more rooms, two, three more rooms, and a square. Does that help? So there's only one door in. Okay. No, I just didn't know, like, it, like, it was more so whether or not I'd be, like, turning around or if it'd be kind of like a to one of the sides type thing in terms of him coming in that's up to you because <laughs> i want to just like kind of like swing around it's like ah there he is philip what's going on man uh, again mr long my name is not philip it's felix but oh no right shit yeah um i'm <laughs> feeling much better thank you he'll kind of fiddle with his collar a little bit try to be like look my collar is a little bit down oh aren't i risque oh um you, you know i'm dead but they don't know that i'm dead Ooh. um they don't get it the weekend. they don't get it the weekend. uh he'll shoot even a smile towards jared who is probably neck deep in oatmeal at this point He's, he's up to his fucking elbows in it, man. <laughs> I'm getting a beauty. What the fuck? Well, no, it's the Beauty and the Beast scene where he's eating whatever they're eating, and he's just uh... shoving his face in it. Like, <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, for Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure. Oh, good. I feel like he. You know what? If it's in a bowl, I feel like he is eating it with his mouth. I feel like he's just kind of like tipping the bowl up and just like, but it's not soup. So he is like having to like mouth open and shut to try to like catch oatmeal. Jared's a fucking animal. I love it. I love it. That's so good. Um, wonderful. Uh, 
so <laughs> watching that scene, I'm going to let that play out as it will. <laughs> yep. And he'll, Felix will reach into his beautifully alphabetical organized bag and produce this note and hand it to Albert. And he'll start to hand it to Albert, then stop and pull it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't know I can't read, does he? <laughs> yeah, he does. Everyone oh, knows. Remember I, no, you and Rosa had the scene in the room. Remember I gave you the book to try to teach you how to read. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the book. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Okay, you couldn't read it anyways. You probably doesn't know what it is. I'm like, bitch, I know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so Felix will stop, open it, and smile at Albert Long and read it. And Felix reads the note of, I've gone to see my family. He's going to embellish and say, do not come find me. I am fine. Kind of fearing that she might not be fine, but um, then phrase it as, do either of you know if Rosa actually has family here? It is odd this was written in a, a left-handed, you know, script. What, 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 I'm not looking for script. It's what it, yeah, it's, it is a script. Like, yeah. writing script. Okay. Um, it was written in a, in a left-handed script versus her normal right-handed, so I, I'm afraid it, it could be some sort of, I don't know, forgery? It seems pleasant, uh, though. Uh, Al definitely kind of like, he's going to like lean over to kind of try to like look at it. You can tell what hand she wrote with? <laughs> uh, yes, Mr. Long, I, I can. Um, you could too when you uh, learn to decipher the, uh, the, the words. As, as Felix drones on about lefts and rights and other complicated mechanical matters. Um, <laughs> the gays and the he, uh, straights. And Jared, <laughs> Jared is going to uh, lower his bowl and I, I'm guessing wipe the corners of his lips and look over to the ongoing conversation, kind of tuning in and out. Oh, who's that from? Uh, Rosa. Yeah, yes. Um, so Jared's going to reach his hand out. He wants the note, even though you just read it out loud. Uh, he'll hand it. Felix will hand it to Jared. Cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so Jared uh, takes the note and uh, inspects it as, you know... One would. As though none of that just happened. <laughs> the, the last sentence of don't find me isn't there. It's just... I want to see my family. Creative embellishment. I don't think Jared notices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst part is, is Al, Al has no way of like verifying what this fucking note says. <laughs> it's the most fucked up part. <laughs> you just yeah, like, no, oh, fine. Al, this says that you're supposed to give us all your money. What? <laughs> <laughs> so strange. So <laughs> what? <laughs> it's it's signed by the queen. It's signed by the queen. <laughs> Malfoy doesn't even have a queen. They do now. Oh, God. She's been dead for 30 years. <laughs> so, uh, Jared is going to, um, gosh, oh my God, we get so fucking sidetracked. There's another story here at some point. It's fine. Jared is going to, um, nod kind of like appreciatively back at Felix and then lay the note flat against the countertop. 
and then tap on Al's shoulder, kind of motioning him forward to look at it. So, I mean, because they all know, so, like, Al's just going to look up at Jared, like, without even actually looking at the note, just eye contact Jared, and just be like, yeah, yeah, it's a note, Jared. <laughs> and Jared's going to kind of nod his head, yeah, and remember what you asked? Oh, right. All right. <laughs> can, can we, like, go up to the room for this? Not at the bar. So, uh, Jared <laughs> is going to look around at the old woman, the ghost, and <laughs> the various off-the-clock whores. And kind of look back at Al. Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> the old woman, the ghost. <laughs> oh my god. So Al, like Al, also look around. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, just go on, go, go ahead." I think the urge to continue to like get pissed about it is going to be there, but I think he's going to kind of like roll his shoulders back and kind of let the tension just fall off of him. He's gonna give the room another look around before looking back to Al. I'm sure they'll find it endearing in some way. He's trying so hard. My baby boy is all, right. all grown up. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do this. Okay. Hey Spence, okay. give me a, give me a teach flip. <laughs> oh shit. Teach? Oh, that's <laughs> right. Because I was gonna say like a a uh, literacy, but teach is a good one. I forgot that was a fucking skill. Right. Well, I want to cheat this because this is okay. Al. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna ditch that one. Because that's a seven. I don't feel like that's strong. So we're going to go for a, a 13 of Rams. Wow. So yeah, I would say that you're able to read that note. Like, once he goes through and explains, like, hey, this is what these words say, uh, you even kind of have an idea of how some of, like, that, that, that half circle makes the cuss sound. And, like, you're starting to get some of the grasps of of sounds and how they work. Although... If you saw the like those words specifically, you'd be like, "Hey, I know that's family," and you could be really proud about knowing that that <laughs> word means family, <laughs> and 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 so on. So like you you haven't picked up reading miraculously, but it's a step in the right direction. Yes. So like Al being illiterate is like bad, but like I like the idea of them walking into some fucking like some. Some fucking, like, eldritch cult cave of oh, Cthulhu or some God. shit. And just writing on the walls, like, oh, what does this mean? And Al's like, I think they've gone to look for their families. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, everybody. Alex here, after drinking too much caffeine and not eating enough food. Let me give a big hey there to our Patreon donors. We have Brandy at our train ticket tier. We have Tyler at our Al's Dime Novels tier. And let's not forget our Thorn regulars, Kyle, Haley, and Nate. This is your call out to go eat something nutritious and beneficial. I wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for all your support during our launch of No Show Radio. Let me take a moment to give a spotlight on one of our new shows, The Facades of Gods. Listen as Clarence Bertram, a CI who plays a wicked sax, Giselle McNamara, a nonplussed serial widower, and Jada Jacques, 
a cop with a chip on her shoulder, explore the underbelly of Chicago. And I mean underbelly. After taking the L while chasing down a crime lord, the group has found themselves in a whole other world. In Elysium, you survive by knowing a guy and making some shady deals. And that's just the actual play. Once a month, the audio drama portion focuses on B. Rummington, the bloodhound journalist, and Ian Thompson, the washed up PI, who roam Elysium trying to solve a mystery of their own. The audio drama dips into the actual play to fill in some gaps, all while creating new questions for the audience. Set in 90s nostalgia mixed with the noir flair, the facades of gods is sure to keep you wondering what will happen next. But we know you're here, right now, for Soul Story. So why not share the love? Add us on Twitter to tell us your favorite part of today's episode. Invite your friends to join our Hoppin' Discord page. Open the ancient text, read the forbidden words, and get everybody you know to subscribe to Soul Story. Now, let's get back to the show. So, Felix, do you help out at all during that, by the way? Or are you letting them have their moment? I'm gonna... Yeah... I'm going to look in endearingly at them because that's wonderful and Jared's making great strides and I'm gonna let that happen. Felix, now knowing that Rosa is no more, or at least not interested in going to the, you know, Star Theater like he offered. Gentlemen, I had originally offered uh, seats in my private box at the Star Theater to myself and Rosa for the evening, but seeing as she has chosen to pursue other options, you are more than welcome to join me for a night of reverie. Uh, does that mean we get to get all fancy? I would hope so, Mr. Long. Well, well, I'm in. Jared? Jared is going to look to Al with, uh, I guess, kind of a look of caution before looking back to Felix. W- wait, do, do we actually got a dress up I mean it's not required but we are you would be sitting in my private box and I do have my you know standards but I do have a tuxedo you can borrow Jared if you need one so I think uh, Jared is going to shake his head at that no no that's all right and uh, I think he's going to uh, reach again to pat on his wallet uh, I'll just uh, you know pick something up on the way. <laughs> oh, shopping on, it is. Jaren, a tux. <laughs> oh, another <laughs> shopping episode. <laughs> Yay, shopping. We'll do a rapid shopping. <laughs> rapid. I, rapid shopping. I was going to say, this is going to be like montage. I'm not sure who else wants to go shopping, but if no one else wants to go shopping, we'll do a montage of it. It's like Sex in the City. Hey, while we're um, on the subject of reading, I, I, I got something I wanted to kind of get your insight on. Uh... Well, if you'd like, I can I can give you a lesson in reading as just like Jared here, Mr. Long. Uh, well, that not so much the reading part, more of I got these cards. Uh, 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 oh. Yeah, they're they're like uh, and he'll like you know lean in as if you know it's like lean in secretly. It's like you know they're magic. Felix will kind of cock an eyebrow at this, like uh huh. Well, let me see them. So out, like, you know, st- thinking people are looking, you know, he'll look around, um, pull out, like, one of the cards and uh, hand it to him. Does it feel magic, Mighty DM? So, Felix, what you see, uh, you see the blue bo- 
blue backing, right? That's blue. Yep. And when you flip it over, it's blank. So you know it's a playing card, but the number side is completely blank. However, it does have that lingering sensation of McFate's magic, which had that kind of dark chocolate bittersweetness to it. But then that's that's like an underlying. It's almost like it's fading as you're holding it. And then what's growing is this. It's a smell, and you know it's not coming from anything but this card of this floral, rosy scent and freshly fired gunpowder. Interesting. Um, I'll turn it over a couple of times. Can I make a sorcery check to see if I can figure out how to activate it? Oh, sure. That's not great. That's an 11 of crows. You have seen magic items before. You've, you've kind of seen different grimoires, and you just know that this is his grimoire. Okay. And, and like that, that's like the best thing you could probably describe it as, is that while you may not have access to it, and you're not really sure how you would gain access to it, you know that it's it's his magic diary. Okay. All his secrets are written there, just like in your blueprint book. That there were scrawls in there that like no one else would really know how to interpret. He'll stop, hand it back to to Al. I know it's magic, Albert. I I don't know how to help you. Each magic is individual. This is your magic writing, so only you can read it. So you you can't. You don't see all the, the, the stuff on there. No, I I get a scent. I get a feeling, but that's all. Okay. Still confused. Uh, and Al, like, put it back in the pocket. All right, boys, let's go get some tuxes. It is seven in the morning. The show isn't until seven in the evening. <clears throat> no. So... How, how we can go about this, you guys can either do one one thing as a group, or you can do one thing separately. And we'll do it just quick fire style. Family shopping. Family yeah, shopping. family shopping. Family shopping. Family so, shopping. There is another shop in town named So It Seems. <laughs> so It Seems is run by uh, Miss Hannah Kessel. She is... Let's see. What would the proper wording be? She is a little person. Okay. Right? She does make the most magnificent dresses and tuxes in downtown Malifaux. That's, I'm going to guess, is where Felix gets his nice garb, because that's like the the place to go. Okay. Sold. That, so those are kind of your two options. You can go to the clothing emporium with Luca, or you can go to So It Seems with Hannah. Well, I would choose So It Seems. Hannah is very excited to see you. And she and her assistant, whose name is Lewin, is there as well. And he's the sort to like tip his nose in the air and really just can't stand anyone that walks through the door. But between the two of them, they're able to measure you. And they already have suits somewhat pre-made, but they can tailor them more to your size. Because making you a whole suit in a few hours Not is kind of difficult to do. But uh, they had some kind of prefabs that were going to work in a pinch. I- actually, I'm going to say, Felix, that you probably had a new one made recently ordered before you died <laughs> but you you were looking forward to this the show and you wanted to present your best what does this new suit look like felix oh um it is a slate gray suit with um i would say ooh, navy paisley patterns on the cuffs and lapels um it would come with a beautiful navy cravat uh, yeah. Wonderful. 
Jared and Al, since you are really working from a prefab, Hannah and Lewin seem to chitter to themselves as they talk about your measurements. And when the time comes and, and you come back for your, your suit, you're both a little worried, like it might be a little too small or may not fit right, but actually it fits just like a glove. Someone who is very good at their craft. That's that's how you spend most of most of your morning with the measurements. I'm gonna say that even I have stuff like little cucumber sandwiches and tea. They'll they'll kind of go one at a time with you guys and and make sure that everything's perfect. But you will be ready in time to go to the show. So shall we go to the show? Let's do it. We all fancy now. So hey, yeah. Uh, at some point, I'm not sure if anyone would ask or care to ask what the show is. But Felix. Yeah. You know. This is Madame Nolet. She is a very famous opera singer from Earthside. She gained fame originally when she performed in the opera named Fate's Daughters. She has some very popular songs known as Unwed Women, Candied Lemons, and Use My Title. Use My Title. <laughs> she is a 5'7", beautiful chocolate woman with amazing curly honey brown hair. And she exudes big dick energy. Big dick oh, energy. Because, you know, who doesn't want to go to a Beyonce concert? Yep. <laughs> you get to the entrance and the, the Star Theater has a line around the corner. There's people scalping tickets. There's people trying to get, get into the line and hopefully get tickets for the sold out show. But... You, you know your way around, right, Felix? Very much. Very much so. I have my own private entrance, my though. <laughs> Not that much. I imagine, though, that you walk right past that line. I definitely do. Because I'm dead. They can't stop me. You, you, you circumvent, you kind of go into this VIP line, almost, and you see a familiar face. It's a young girl. She's maybe 13, 14 years old. She's been working at the theater for a few years now. And she goes by the name Bijou Bijou. Bijou Bijou. I can't do a French accent like I can't do any other accent. But she has a French accent. So pretend with me. I'm pretending. Bonjour, Dr. Aide. It is good to see you again. I saw your name on the list, so I made sure your box is parfait. Parfait. You know that, uh, that that's good. I mean, she definitely, she's just a hard worker. And the other stuff that you kind of know about Bijou Bijou is that she's kind of like everyone's daughter. Okay. She is always underfoot, and she's always very willing to help to the detriment of everyone else. Sweet. Like, she is always there and a little irritating, but she's just sweet enough to <laughs> be endearing. Uh, and as, as, uh, Jared and Al, you, you haven't met her before, but it is a, a young teenager. And her brown hair is piled high on her hair, clearly styled by someone else. Her makeup was clearly done by her. <laughs> bright blue eyeshadow, a little too much face powder, bright, bright rouge. And the dress that's on her doesn't quite fit her yet either. Like, it's a second or third time hand-me-down. It still looks good. But you also know that she isn't, like, a star of the show or anything. She's a worker that they kind of gave her there, so that way at least she's out of their, someone's hair for at least an hour. <laughs> uh, and, and she'll look over your shoulder. Oh, and you brought friends. You never do that, Dr. Hyde. I've uh, had a, a change of spirit, Bijou Bijou. 
I do appreciate you preparing my box for me. Here's something for you. We'll reach in and pull out two script for her. She'll giggle. Merci, Dr. Hyde. And she'll take it and try to stuff it like she's seen other women stuff it. Oh, no! There's not really much to oh, God. stuff. Uh, but, and, and uh, careful, I will notice it's not that so much that she's stuffing it, it's that there's a little pouch that she's sewn into her dress to make it look like she's stuffing it. Okay. <laughs> and she, and she flips through for your tickets and finds the playbills and she hands them to you. Did you hear about the scavenger hunt that's happening? No, I, I believe I haven't. Oh, it's wonderful. So, on your playbill, and she flips it around and points to a certain area. There's some riddles. And if you follow the riddles, you find the items. And if you find the items, you get to meet Madame Nolay right after the show. You get to go to her green room. She'll take a picture with you. And she'll give you some stuff. I wish I could participate because she's such a talent. Well, thank you. Do you uh, have any ideas of where I can find my first item? That would ruin the surprise of it, Dr. Hyde. I had to try, you know me. You're so clever, you won't have a problem. There is a prize for second place, but I don't want to ruin it. All right, we'll play along. She nods her head, then kind of looks to the friends, too. At least one of them doesn't look so much like maybe he blends in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Jared. (laughs) And she waves... Uh, Felix closer. He'll bend down. Well, there is another thing that happened. But if anyone found out I said anything, they would have my hide. Some of our stagehands quit. Or at least they aren't here right now. If you need extra work, or if you know someone who needs it, and she looks at Jared, (laughs) (laughs) he's more than welcome to enjoy the box too, or participate in the hunt. But you know, there is some money in it. Or if you want to, Dr. Hyde. But I don't think you want to. It's just girls changing, being backstage with Madame Nolay, Trey and we. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm always... Uh... <clears throat> Hi, uh, Albert Long. How's it going? I'm always <laughs> willing to lend a hand uh, wherever, you know, help is needed. Oui, there is a lot of hard work. And she kind of looks at you. Um, pardon. <laughs> it does not seem like you have seen a lot of hard work. <laughs> I'm, I'm Albert Long. And, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's like 13. And Albert died that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I feel like Albert, a little bit. Albert just, I just died a little bit. Like, what do you, what do you mean? I mean? Come on, I'm, I'm Albert Long. Yeah, I don't know who you are. <gasps> Look, I, we, uh... We, we can help, right, Jer? And he's kind of like trying to like nudge him. He's like, right, Jer? So Jared is going to look to Al and not wanting to be fucking typecasted. Um, <laughs> he uh, he kind of defiantly, like loosely rests his hands on his hips. No, I think I'm going to try the scavenger hunt. <laughs> and then he kind of looks between Felix and the young woman. Riddle, what's the first one? Oh, it's in the playbill. But if you want to head inside, you can do whatever it is you are going to do. But thank you for coming, Dr. Hyde. It is so good to see you. It's always a pleasure, Bijou Bijou. Mm-hmm. 
And she waves and asks for the, the next person behind you in line to step up. It sounds like we have at least two people looking to do a scavenger hunt. Al, did you decide if you're going to do the scavenger hunt or were you going to go backstage? I mean, Al, like, <laughs> Al wanted to go backstage, but I'm not sure if the option is still technically there for him because she's kind of rude. <laughs> okay make the call I, like is she like still there like because he will definitely insist he's like i'm i can you know i can help you, you guys i imagine walked through she, okay she, she pushed you into the next zone um so i will definitely go to the others but like yeah i don't um i don't think i'm gonna do good with this whole scavenger hunt thing uh, I don't think I'm gonna be any help, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna you know help out backstage in case they need help on unhooking their um their stuff and stuff. <laughs> Felix is gonna raise his eyebrow. Um, well, if you get bored, my box number is on your ticket, so feel free to join we'll us. We'll say it is box one. I am box one. All right, and uh, we got a like game plan. When should I meet you guys back? You'll look to Jared like when you're done. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> try not to miss me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Neat. <coughs> weird, weird interactions. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yep. yep. Awesome. Love them. So, Al, I'm gonna say. There's, there's definitely people milling about. The show hasn't started yet. This is definitely the... I dubbed it the opener. There's no one on stage, oddly. There's not an actual opener available. But people are getting wine. There's some cheese platters floating around. They're milling and talking and just enjoying company. Uh, but you are able to, to kind of squeeze by, nod hello if you wanted to, and, and get to the backstage entrance. If you so desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll make my way back. And uh, his eyes are like hawks currently. Just, you know, taking in the sights. <laughs> the Star Theater is magnificent, by the way. It is renowned. So for me, I've always imagined that it's circular. Maybe that's just a little bit from my Bioshock days. Although maybe my memory is just getting <laughs> fuzzy now. Uh, it's It's... A straight stage in the back. There's rows of seating, but they come to like a half circle at some point. There's a railing behind the seats, and then there's a bar on either side of the circle. Uh, there's stairs that also go upwards and to the box seating on either side. But uh, that that's kind of the low-key layout. I, I believe it's... It, I'm, I'm imagining it's mostly floor seats. And there's the, the halls between the... The bar and the, 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 the seat seats. There's also tables set for like one or two. They're not big tables. They have little candles on them. And uh, you also see... Maybe you're going to love this. There's also mannequins <laughs> through the crowd. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are dressed in like tutus. And some of them are serving. Some of them are posed. There's, there's not too many, like three or four hanging out. 
you're able to get to the, the around the circle to the backstage and you poke your head in through the curtain and you see the hustle and bustle that is backstage. You see someone with a clipboard and he has his sleeves rolled up. His shirt is already sweated through. He's wearing a flat cap, but he's he's shorter than most. And he, he looks at you at the peeping Tom because there are clearly performers undressing right now. Mm, I bet there are. <laughs> hey, hey, are you the new help? Uh, yep. Yeah, name's, uh, name's Al, Albert Long. Ah, nice to meet you, Al. Get in here! He snaps his fingers. All right, yeah, uh, right now they're working on their costumes, so go ahead and be professional, but but get those girls in their, in their act one. Oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say there's, you know, about ten girls currently trying to do their hair, trying to do their makeup, and what they're they're pulling on and getting writing at it. It's like a bustier that has ruching and makes into a halter top. There's little suspenders that go from the, the bustier to the high hot pants that they're wearing. They're also ruched. And then there's a bustle that attaches to the back as well. The colors are white and blue. And of course, of course it's bedazzled. Any piece of fabric that can be bedazzled is. And so they're trying to, to get into it as quickly as possible as they're getting ready. And they want to make sure that everything is, you know, tip top shape. Mm-hmm. So how do you help? Well, you know, uh, if anyone needs like some, uh, I forget what they're called. Are they wearing the shit, the court corset, corsets, court. They're not corsets. It's just a, a bra. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'll be helping if someone needs a hand, you know, hooking it up and, uh, you know, holding things, holding things in place. How creepy is Al about it? Al, I I don't think, well, because, hold on, Al's not creepy. I don't think he's being creepy about it, but he's trying to be very suave about it. You know, like, he's obviously not going to try to grope you know, unless he's getting that feel back, you know, like, oh, yeah, let me, let me lend you a hand, you know, can I give a little wink and, you know, maybe that, that like, Gross. you're naked right now look, you know, I'm undressing you with my eyes, and if they seem like they're into it, he might, you know, try to cop a little feel. They're definitely not. Oh, well, then he's not copping, definitely he's not, not copping any feels, but he's, he's, he's being very flirtatious. Okay. And uh, at some point, as you're helping attach these, this bustier, or not bustier, uh, bustle, you hear a, a girl curse. She's like, oh, shit! Shit! And all the other girls start fucking like hands. Oh, no! Oh, no, someone get us! Someone get a sewing kit! Hurry! Hurry! Uh, oh, and then uh, they wave you over. Quick, help! Help yep, us! Yep, okay, yeah, yeah, what's, uh, what's, what's going on? What are you doing? One of the girls shoves one of those stuffed tomatoes. I have all the pins in it. Hands it to you. <laughs> There's a needle... And they hand you a, a, a kind of messy handful of thread. But her, this the side of her, her pants, they tore. Can you fix it? Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, sure. So there's two options. If you have stitching, you can use stitching. I, I think there's also, like, homesteading is an option. I don't have either of those. Looks like it's a straight flip for you, buddy. Wonderful. You did say yes. <laughs> I did, in fact. <laughs> that's not. That's not bad. That's, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, ten of rams. You actually surprised yourself. You don't know 
when you picked up sewing, but here you are. <laughs> Stitching this up like you stitched up a million hot pants before. You're able to thread the needle like it's nothing. Nothing at all. You don't even poke her. And all the girls watch in amazement as this handsome man. Oh, yeah. Gets all domestic on their outfits. They love their domestic. <laughs> the other girls kind of start joking. Like, oh, maybe we should tear our clothes. <laughs> but then they go back to getting like ready. And you have averted this crisis. And you notice the guy who's the, the stage manager looking over at you as you're stitching this together and kind of nods as he's thinking about something and writes something down on his clipboard. Then we go to our, our scavenger hunters. Scavenger hunter, scavenging the hunt. The hunt begins. Do you go right for the, the, the riddle or do you mill about first? I'll leave that up to Jared. So Jared wants to do this scavenger hunt because it was suggested that he couldn't. Um, <laughs> so he's going to take the playbill and uh, with Felix in close proximity, he's not like he's looking down at the playbill. He's just going to read the first riddle aloud. Each riddle has two pairs. And that gives a little, little bit of description there. There's a riddle that tells you what the item is. And there's a riddle that tells you the location. Mm -hmm. So I'll read these out loud. If I need to type them out, let me know. You got okay. it. So this was the item riddle. I grow and I grow, but for you, I will shrink. All this for a kiss. Oh. The location. Mm. Bury me, drown me, forget me in a corner. I shall thrive. Well. I do have a mechanic in case my weird ass riddles, because I did make these up. Uh, <laughs> I have a mechanic in case it gets stumped, so don't stress about it. Do you have any ideas, Jared? So Jared nods. Yeah, I got one. Jared is going to look around. Uh, is there anything he could possibly stand on to get a good look at the crowd? There are those little bistro tables. There is a bar. There is a railing. Uh, dance on the bar, Jared. But that's really it. I think he's gonna stand up a bit on the railing. Like, just enough to see over people's heads. He's gonna look for nerds. He's, he's going to find someone that looks like they know what they're doing. Know what they're doing in what sense? Someone who is like with their friends or someone looking at the playbill and like talking and pointing and like moving around, like looking for shit. <laughs> Jared's a cheater. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Give me a notice check. Let's do this. You cheat. Like I finally <laughs> added notice. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's try to find this. someone who looks like they've done it. <laughs> So that's going in the garbo. Okay, so we're going to whip this out. This is a 12. A 12 of masks. The most obvious pick is a crowd of teenage girls. Good. Yikes. <laughs> and they are giggling, and they are all huddled around one playbill. They're not right next to you. They're on the floor currently. Okay. So Jared, uh, noting uh, these girls who seem to be playing the game, uh, he's going to wave Felix along, hop down from the railing. Come on, I think I just found it. Okay, Felix is going to give a quick look. Are the girls pretty blatant as to where Jared is heading? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a big crowd. No. So, 
I'm not sure if you've really quite gathered. I, I don't want to say no. I would say that like within a few steps and once there's like a few heads that move, you you would be able to see them. It just maybe isn't obvious right off okay. the bat. Um, well, what is this mechanic that you were talking about? If you can't think of it, then we'll do a literacy check. No cheating allowed. Straight flip. Or straight flip for, for the duel. Basically. Sweet. And so it's one of the things that you either make it or you don't. Stuff happens if you don't make it. Felix is going to trust Jared that he knows where he's going, but I would also like to make this literacy check to see if I can figure out what the item is. Okay. Uh, seven of tomes. The item? You've heard of it before, but it's not quite popular yet. Uh, it's Some people are putting lipstick in tubes. Oh, cool. Then he's going to continue to follow Jared because he doesn't want to steal Jared's thunder by giving it away too soon. So Jared, you're, you're making a beeline, I assume? Making a beeline, sort of. He's going to get close enough where he won't lose them in the crowd, but he is in, like, bounty hunter <laughs> mode right now. He is following them, but he's not going to, like, march up to them and, and start shaking them one by one. He's, he's going to uh, pursue until it seems like they have found something. Because I assume it's early enough now where maybe they haven't quite yet. So he's going to follow the group, I think. I'm going to say there's a girl with Eastern, Heri- Eastern heritage. There's an um, African girl. There's even a white girl. All three of them are kind of huddled together as, as they're like, mm-hmm. do you think it could be? No, no, no. Could it be that? Maybe this. Oh, this bottom one. That's a plant. We're talking, you know, you bury the seed, you water it. We just have to find a plant. So you're able to overhear that one of the girls will notice you. Notice it. And frowns. <laughs> hey guys, we should move on. I like a direct eye contact with you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as she says we should move on, Jared is like suit and all in this fancy fucking gala is going to throw his hands up. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> The other two girls look up, and they're easily terrified in an instant. Good. <laughs> Emily, let's let's go. And Emily, again, staring you down with all the fury and might a girl full of hormones and angst can. Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing. Leave us alone. And she like even shakes a finger at you, like, for shame. Jared is going to look back to Felix. Uh, we're looking for a plant. <laughs> Felix is gonna <laughs> shake his head yes and kind of motion Jared to, is there a plant in a corner? Like, if I scan the right wall, Alex, is there a plant there? The big thing is, you know that, uh, like, rationalizing right where this lipstick could be and where the plant could be, there's three plants available. Okay. There's a fern, there's a spider plant, and there's a fica. And there's one kind of on either side of the backstage entrances. And I'd even say there's one up close by the front door. We'll say left entrance is the fern, door is spider, right door is the fica. We're going to go for... We're going to go for the fica. I need you to give me a straight flip. Okie dokie. Boom. Black Joker. Black Joker. Super swell. This pack of girls just fucking stampedes over to the same plant. Emily, like, starts digging in the dirt, and the other two try to block you guys out, like, trying to look scary. She, You see her as she, dirty hands, reaches up victoriously as this tube of lipsticks in her hand. I've got it, girls! 
I'm gonna warn you guys. I'm gonna warn you, this isn't gonna be Cure's Jared, finest moment. Jared, in the face. <laughs> Jared, take the goddamn lipstick. Oh no. Oh no. No. <laughs> um, well, so here's what's gonna happen. I don't know what Jared's gonna do, but Felix, seeing this with a fit of undead rage, pulls down his collar slightly and just dons his demonic appearance again, stares her down with his, you know, being as see-through and as ghostly and as snow-covered as he can. Gonna try to make this girl, like, scream and drop it. Oh my god, they're oh. monsters. <laughs> god, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jared, we're gonna get along great. <laughs> Sore fucking losers, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead. Give me an intimidate with a plus flip to that. Sweet. <laughs> uh, that's still not great. I got a three. You wanna cheat? Oh my god. Oh, hold on, hold on. As Felix is doing this, Jared's just gonna start marching right for them. Yeah, um, trying to think of something intimidating he could do. Punch one of them uh, in the face. You know what? I think he's gonna start shoving people out of his goddamn way. Go ahead and do the same thing. Intimidation plus flip. Plus flip? Okay, cool. Because uh, <laughs> my buddy Jer here. You guys are acting like heathens in this very civilized place. Y'all are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm acting like a demon. <laughs> okay, you're right. A demon and a heathen. Band name called it. We do guard state covers. Okay. So. I got a 16 of crows. Fuck. Yeah, okay, so how I this plays out. Felix, it sucks being kind of human again. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not as good at it. Yeah, you're like, you lost some of that, that spite and that anger that made you so good at being mad. Damn it. And so you look furious, but you look like an angry dad. <laughs> <laughs> is, they both do. So... The one angry dad wasn't enough. It took, I think, Jared's look of disappointment to really send it home. <laughs> As you're pushing people away, the other two girls who were blocking, ah, oh, Emily, run! And they bolt, they peace out, they ditch their fucking friend. Fuck her. And Emily turns around to look at you and she freezes and she can't move. She doesn't know what to do. Oh, shit. Shit, I was really hoping you would drop it and that would be it. Oh, I wouldn't make it that easy on you. Jared, you know what you have to do. Punch her. Punch the, punch the 13 year old in the face. Fuck. Fucking do it. God damn it. God damn it. Okay. Shit, I don't want to like ask to notice anything because like if he wasn't noticing it now, now he's like on this girl, so it's like I'm not gonna have him like figure out like, oh shit, is there anyone watching? So I don't remember this. Okay. When he was fired, mm. did he lose his badge? Got it. Because I don't remember him giving it up, but I might not be uh, so on the ball with that. You know what? In the spirit of yes and, yes, you still have your badge. You know what he does have? He has his Pinkerton badge. Fuck yeah, he does. And the Pinkertons, I imagine, like having to rival the guild are fucking like, Oh yeah, that's still a mighty scarier force. in this timeline. So I imagine he reaches into his like 
He reaches, you know, I think he reaches into both pockets. <laughs> Double batch. Double yeah, batch. So, <laughs> with one hand, he's gonna whip out his Pinkerton badge, and uh, in the other, he's which he's going to like reach out but kind of like keep his hand to the side. Uh, he has slipped on his fucking nuts. Oh, my God. oh fuck. Um, he's yes, going to dude. hold up the goddamn Pinkerton badge, drop it on the ground right now, you rat fucking thief. Oh, God. Just do it. Just do it. He's pissed. <laughs> fuck it. I'm done. Oh, my God. I want to get through this shit as quick as I can. Oh, my God. So good, though. So this girl looks up at you, and her eyes start tearing up. Good. Drop it now. Just do drop it. it. Drop it. <laughs> and her hands start to shake, and her body starts trembling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. So, sorry. And her hand extends out, still shaking, and, and drops it, and then takes mm -hmm. off running. Bawling, running. Oddly, no one seems to notice and or care about this scene. Wow. Uh, Someone flipped awesome. really low for that shit. Wow. So uh Jared is going to lean over. He's going to pick up the lipstick. He's going to pause for a moment. He's gonna put the fucking uh nucks away. Uh just not not even like take them off, just kind of slip his hand into his pocket again. Yeah, stowing the badge back in his back in his uh ops pocket, picking up the lipstick. He's gonna kinda look to Felix, like, real briefly, and then look back over the crowd and just kind of, like, declare, like, uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and just kind of... <laughs> just kind of, like, hold the the fucking lipstick out to, uh, out to Felix. Uh, uh, so, what's the, uh, what's the next riddle? <laughs> uh, Felix dumbfounded at their both of their reactions will take the lipstick and put it in his pocket and just like nothing happened just flip the playbill open and start on the next one ashamed <laughs> yep. of being a human what is wrong with us <laughs> we just gotta do this four more times <laughs> He's no, not pick wait. On little girls not not times. us what is wrong with you two i am over here <laughs> trying to be productive so we'll go ahead and end there <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so let's say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye, -bye now. Goodbye, everyone. Oh God. <laughs>